Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Orange County, California. Schnuggums, I'm home. You're home. <laughs> We've been offline for, what, four days now? Yeah, a couple days. Yeah. Um, I was in South Carolina, if you've been wondering where we've been. So I was out of town. There was something else. Oh, you were speaking, I was speaking at Calvary, Chapel Chino Hills. But at least we broadcasted that. So Brad Broadcasted that live. So, that so we were kind of on. Yes. They heard my voice. They did. And saw you. Saw me so, talking about you. Yes, yes. But yeah, so um, South Carolina, I didn't get to see much of South Carolina. Oh. I flew there. It was dark when I arrived, got into a hotel. Next morning was in a courtroom all day long and then went back to the hotel. Oh, so, <laughs> so beautiful too. It's a great time yeah. of year when it's yes. not too hot. Uh, any, uh, you know, flying over it, there's a bunch of trees. Yes. Uh, everywhere. It's very green. Very green. Uh, but I uh, uh, had a really uh, enjoyable time with the people. There. Everybody's so nice. Yes. At least the people I came in contact with. They are. Very nice people. Even the, the cops where I was testifying, they may not have liked what I said, but they were all smiles, shook my hand, and said and thanked me for what I had to say and oh. wanted to get in contact with me to, to help them with stuff that they might be going through. So even, the, even in the case where I might have been saying something that they weren't happy with, they found a way to – oh, and they wanted to buy me lunch. Oh, the cops? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that rarely happens. <laughs> hey, Peggy Hartman, how you doing? From North Carolina. Look at that. Yes. Hi, Peggy. I wasn't that far away from you, I guess. I don't know. I'm really not sure. <laughs> Depends on what part of South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Uh, and happy to see, I uh, can see you live. Yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we're out a little bit earlier today because we have plans to go to dinner since we haven't seen each other in a while. Yes. And go see Elvis. Yes. Is it is it is it shocking to say that I was alive when Elvis was? No, yeah. I have a vague recollection okay. of Elvis because he died in the seventies, didn't he? Yes, yes. I was in Las Vegas. Uh, I was a toddler the, on the day that he died. I was in Las Vegas with my parents. Oh, and I, I may whole, have I may have been in Vegas. And... The whole Las Vegas shut down. Every wow. everything went dark because uh, in mourning for Elvis. We're not here to talk about Elvis, though. <laughs> We're here to read um, our our uh, daily devotional from Smith Wigglesworth devotional. Sorry, at the same time I was transferring my eyes, I saw, saw that David. David. I saw David. Hey, David, nice to see you. My ex, my former neighbor. Uh, ex neighbor sounds bad. Yeah, former nice. neighbor. It's like, like you fired like, him. Like we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of we did because he doesn't want to have lunch with you anymore. No, that's not true. We've been trying to make plans. At least he's been reaching out to have lunch, and we just haven't been able to do it. But all right, let's get to the devotional. Oh, we didn't say go to resurrectministry.com. See, when we take a couple days off, we yeah. <laughs> I did a TV spot yesterday. I did Remnant Rising. Yeah. I have not taken a day off. But... Oh, aren't we the yeah the 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 the, the, the broadcast the, yeah, the sensation broadcast. <laughs> that I am? I can't even look at a camera right or read three lines off a page how funny is that god is truly challenging me go to resurrectministry.com oh i was not going to point it anymore resurrectministry.com what are they going to find on resurrectministry.com all of our content the living fearless podcast options uh the youtube videos uh the tv show remnant rising and they could drop us a line send us a comment ask a question and they could partner with us with us if you choose to donate there's also a donate button paypal all right very good David said he feels like we broke up. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have lunch. We are going to do it. All right. Uh, the title for uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional for June 30th is Resurrection Life. Yes. The reference is Philippians 2.5. 
And it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just go ahead and let people know up front. I, for some reason, I'm very emotional today. I don't know. A bunch of stuff has kind of been happening prior, prior to us coming on live, not between you and I, but um, I, I don't know why, but I just have these, you ever have those days where your emotions are really high? Yes. I mean, as a man, I'm probably, this probably should not be happening. I might be going through the, I love it. the change of life or something, but uh, man, I don't know. Every word that I hear of God's greatness is causing me to be a little bit uh, teary eyed. That's beautiful. He's softening your heart. Oh, well, okay. Enough already with that. <laughs> enough of that softening. Um, uh, scripture reading Romans six, one through 14. <clears throat> Smith says, have you been to the place of illumination, Hedia? I hope so. Illumination means that your very mind, which was depraved, is now the mind of Christ. <laughs> was your mind depraved? <laughs> Bless Occasionally you. it was. Uh, the very nature that was bound now has a resurrection touch. Your very body has come in contact with the life of God until you were lost or you were lost Oh my gosh. Who you who were lost. <laughs> Your very body has come in contact with the life of God until you who were lost are found. And you who were dead are alive again by the resurrection power of Amen. the word of the life of Christ. What a glorious inheritance in the spirit. Believer, if you have not reached all this, the ladder extends from heaven to earth to take you from earth to heaven. Do not be afraid of taking the steps. You will not slip back have faith in God, experience divine resurrection life, more divine in thought, more wonderful in revelation. Resur resurrection life means living in the spirit, wakened into all likeness, made alive by the same spirit. Are you lowly and meek in your mind? It is the divine plan of the Savior. You must be like him. Do, not, do you desire to be like him? There is nothing but yourself that can hinder you in this. You are the one who stops the current. You are the one who stops the life. While ministering in one place, we had a banquet for people who were distressed, people who were lame and weary, blind and diseased in every way. A dear man got hold of a boy who was encased in iron from top to bottom, lifted him up and placed him onto the platform. Hands were laid on him in the name of Jesus. Papa, 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 the boy said. It's going all over me. Oh, Papa, come and take these irons off. I do like to hear children speak. They say such wonderful things. The father took the irons off and the life of God had gone all over the boy. Don't you know this is the resurrection touch? This is the divine life. This is what God has brought us into. Let it go over us. Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection of heaven, the sweetness of your blessing, the joy of the Lord. The thought for today, God rejoices when we manifest a faith that holds him to his word. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, wow. Um, what comes to your mind, um, the, the theme of, the, of our life in the last few weeks has been very, very much in this, this place. Uh, yes. So uh, what does it mean to die to self to experience resurrection, right? That's a theme we've been dealing with. But a theme that I am also tackling on and off for weeks now is rest uh making a commitment to do some kind of a sabbath but i'm such a chicken i haven't been able to do it but the and i love that 
uh, so last night Jack is teaching from Hebrews four and I didn't know the Lord talks about us taking a Sabbath in the new Testament. I only heard about it when people talked about it by virtue of the old Testament. So in the context of rest, there is, it's not just lie on the couch rest. It is being okay with a pace that shows that you have Christ likeness. So I ended up buying this book called The Ruthless and Elimination of Hurry on the recommendation of our life group friend. Mm-hmm. And so his, the, his style of speech is a little too casual for me. It's not my favorite style. But the one thing that I am taking away right off the bat is this idea to apprentice Jesus. And when he first said it, I was thinking to myself, he says, yeah, the only way you can eliminate hurry and achieve Christ likeness is if you imitate Christ, that you live a life that's like Christ. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, does that mean walk everywhere in sandals and have nowhere to sleep? I said, that's probably unrealistic. But no, his first start was his first uh, piece of advice was laying out how all of the miracles he didn't operate slowly, Jesus, in all of the miracles that he performed going from place to place, 5000 people healing this person and healing that person. There were moments when he stopped. He didn't allow people to rush him. So when it was the issue of the rabbi whose daughter was dying and the woman with blood of 12 years comes up and touches his cloak. Everybody's like, Jesus, the girl is dying. You need to get going. But he stopped, talked to her, healed her, or she healed by virtue of touching his cloak. But he took the time to spend in that moment. He was always present. He was present in the moment, no matter what the moment brought. He didn't allow people to stress him out, basically. Right. That he appreciated that every moment mattered and that if God was was stopping him to talk to somebody, he was going to stop and talk to them and nothing was going to interfere in that. And so I'm trying to get this idea of what rest would look like with that being the first point. The second is finding time for solitude, for silence. Also very difficult right now, right? Yeah. We're always preoccupied with some kind of a sound. And- <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And he's like, you have to silent external and internal. So get to the point where you can even silent externally and then wait till you find out all the internal sounds you're going to hear, which I'm quite familiar with because when I lie down to sleep or I'm in the shower, I hear all those sounds. But my point being is that the resurrection life, do you look like him? Well, the only way we're going to look like him is not only by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit, but actually making a conscious effort to walk like him. And to live like him. There you go. So that's what. And so I feel like ever since yesterday, when I've made this constant conscious attention to rest and slowing down and Jack saying the exact same thing last night, rest, the believer needs to have rest. That's how you reflect that Jesus is in your life is that if you are not basically unhinged or stressed out all the time and I feel like that's how, and then the enemy attacks, you know, physical pain. I ended up, I think, taking too much medicine last night, too much thyroid medicine. And I woke up at like with heart palpitations. I feel, you know, like, I just feel like there's a, once you, you, 
you try to make a commitment to stick with something, the enemy tries to take you off. Yeah. But we don't. We're not going to let him do that. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer. No, not at all. I um, I don't know. Did you just tell me this earlier? <laughs> or I'm not sure where I heard it, but um, there was a, a, a discussion that led to a point where they said, you know, Jesus never was outworked by any of the disciples. Right. He was always doing something. Right. But even him being as busy as he was and doing as many things as he was, found time to spend with his father. Exactly. That that, that was probably one of the most important aspects of, of Jesus on this earth was to demonstrate the fact that you need to be busy for God and you need to spend time with God. Yes, you can't just be busy for God. Right. He says everything becomes an addiction. It becomes it becomes a uh, pattern to stay busy, whether it's going to church or groups or service. Or he says if you don't stop going from activity to activity and, and stop to spend time in solitude with the Lord, you're never going to experience that rest. You're never going to walk like Jesus. You look kind of like Jesus, like maybe like his long lost cousin, but you're never going to look like Jesus if your life doesn't reflect that ability to balance. Right. Just want to acknowledge spirit wind view. He says praise Yeshua. Amen. Uh, I think he, he she, she, she might be a first time viewer. But glad you're here. Maybe watches the Thank replay. You. We just don't see it, but I'm glad you were able to join us along with David and Peggy and uh, Jennifer, who seem to be on today. Anybody else that's on today, please uh, let us know by uh, typing in a comment and letting Say us hi. know uh, what you think about the scripture or if there's anything that pops out uh, to you that you want to share with us so that we can uh, maybe have a, a more of a discussion about it. Um, What'd you get out of it? I, it's, it seems like it's the, again, I just mentioned how this seems to be this theme that just keeps coming up. Um, and I don't know that it directly, well, it kind of does. It it talks about a, um, oh, now I can't find it. I'm sure it says it in here somewhere, but this idea of dying to self yes, and to, uh, living for God and allowing him to dwell inside you and to put on, um, uh, you know, his light. So that when people see you, they see Jesus. You who are dead are alive again by the resurrection power of the word of the life. Oh, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, when I, when I sit down and think about it and it's so funny because I had that we were, I was in the Uber going from the hotel to the airport this morning to fly home. And uh, it's probably the shirt that I was wearing, you know, so the the lady felt immediately comfortable with talking about God and Christ. I'm getting the feeling because we just started talking about church and, and Christ and, and this type of thing. But what came to mind is something similar that we've been hearing over and over and over again, is that it just seems so beyond possible that Andy Falco Jimenez could look like Jesus Christ to somebody. It just (laughs) either Andy Falco or Andy Jimenez, neither one of those guys. Um, It's just so unimaginable but yet it keeps keeps coming up and i know it's it's it's, it's a common uh, idea and a, and a common thing a common thing that we hear in the bible that we are to to 
put on our armor and, you know, all these things to live with Christ, to live as Christ and to, to be a reflection of him. But it's just seems so beyond. But I'll give you the example. When I look at you, we, I told one of our life group members who's constantly kind of beating himself up for being angry or cranky or whatever. And all I see is this beautiful, humble man every time I see him. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, so-and-so, I don't see that person. You know, you, you've got to let him go because the person we see is the person God has made you to be. Okay. So you may not be perfect, but that man died. I don't see that man. I don't know that man. I only know him because you keep bringing him back to life, (laughs) you know? And when I see you, because I knew just a little piece of it, but compare your two personalities, you're Mm. still, you still have all of the things that God gave you, uh, your sense of humor, your strength, the, uh, the tough guy thing. You, you have all of those qualities that you've always been. They're just enhanced by godliness now. Mm. So he took all of the things, he remade you in his image, but still left a lot of you there. You know what I mean? Which I think is really cool because when I juxtapose it to some of the other guys that I look at in the group who describe what they used to be and who they are now, like I can't see you turning into Vic, like with that soft, like kind of mild mannered speaking. And you know what I mean? (laughs) It's just, but that's what I love about it is that there's parts of it that you may not recognize, but you're still, uh, you've got the sweet parts left. Mm. You left the parts that are. Useful. Andy 2.0. Exactly. He's not unrecognizable. He's not unrecognizable. He's just better. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> Infinitely better. I mean, I see a dramatic difference. It's mm. it's the little things. It's the ability not to get angry. It's ability to be kind. It's the ability to be soft. It's It's all blended now. The fruit of the spirit is now blended with all of those other kind of fun qualities or earthly qualities. Thank you. Um, Spirit Wind says, Jack Hibbs introduced me to you, Hedia, when he did your interview. Oh, sweet. I love that. <laughs> it's just we don't recognize the name. You didn't, it, she, he probably didn't introduce, hey, this is Spirit Wind View. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robert Block is on. Nice to see you, Robert. Robert and April, of course, is on. Thank you, April, for joining us. Um, long time no see, April. Yeah, nice I, um, I am enjoying greatly, of course. I mean, how could you not enjoy walking with God? But I'm enjoying this whole journey in, in so many ways, and I think that's probably why that I'm so emotional and my voice keeps cracking because I keep getting emotional. I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I just had a discussion with my daughter. An interesting one, and I, I we're going to censor that a little bit. Yeah, um, but but what I think is causing me some emotion is that she's coming coming to me as a fourteen year old, coming to her dad for. Now she didn't come out and say, "Dad, I need your advice," but through the way she was talking, was that I need your, I need you, consolation too. Like yes. Make me feel better. Yes. I know you can make me feel better. I'm going to talk this out. Here's what's happening in my life. Yeah. And it's not fun. And She wanted you to lift her spirits. That's yes. what I got out of it. 
That's what and I thought of it too. And that's what you did. <laughs> oh. Because you couldn't change her circumstance or whatever nope. it is that's happening right now. You could give her some positive advice, but I don't know how much kids are listening to the advice. I feel like it's more about you lifting her spirits. She's like, you, she came to you because she knew talking to you would make her happy, mm. which is beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's the, the part that kind of makes me a little bit. Yeah. Make me emotional too. <laughs> And even, I mean, there's a little bit, there's a conflict between her and her mom that I had to, I had to affirm what her mom's decision was. Yes. Too. So uh, it's in in this, uh, this book here, the disciplines of a godly man, I've I've shared it before, showed it before, but it just so happens that I'm on the chapter that's called uh, disciplines of a father. (laughs) And, um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's just one uh, part here that's, I think it's important when it comes to um, it says the, the do not is perfectly clear because it literally means do not provoke. Sorry. I can't see cause my eyes are all teary. Um, do not provoke your children to anger so that they begin to seethe with resentment and irritation. Oh, that's so good. And that's kind of what was happening in this discussion. You yeah. had one parent, who was pushing her to seething and resentment, quite honestly, to tell you the truth. And then, and then she came to me to kind of like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm resentful and I'm seething. Now she didn't use those words, she used other words, but it's exactly kind of what was happening. Exactly. And <clears throat> I think that, that, that this teaching that although I've, I, you know, I didn't, I, I, of course, I've, I've laid all that out prior to this conversation today. I think that's one of the important things that, that having God in you is that not necessarily do you have to read it in a book to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and walking with Jesus Christ Makes is the things. scripture. Yeah. Right. And if you're truly living with him, then you're going to live this way, even though you've maybe not read it and consciously taken it in and and using it. Oh, well, God has told me not to cause. No, it's that because you walk with God, you're you're more likely to be like God and how he wants you to be when you're dealing with children, dealing with your relationship with your wife. That's beautiful. So true. And so it's just was so interesting that I could look at that paragraph and see, wow. Without reading the book, these things happen because of my relationship with God. I love that. So I think that's um, an important thing to people that are, remember that are coming to Christ, that are on the fence, is that just begin walking with them. Just start that relationship because that alone, <laughs> that alone will um, change your life because he speaks to you. And, and, and guide your steps <clears throat> without having um, to learn it, you know, like we normally learn things through reading and, and, and practice that it's in you. Yeah. Is in you. But reading it confirms it. Reading it allows you to share it, um, knowing where to go in the scripture to support a discussion of your testimony gives you the place that other people can go to now learn from it, that it's just not you. You know, why are you acting different? Why do your kids love you so much? Why do you have a relationship with your kids that seems to be pretty cool? Well, 
uh, I'm walking with God. And here in the Bible, it, it tells you how to do that. It's a great manual for, for life. Yes. For running a business, for running a marriage, for, um, for uh, you know, having a relationship with other men, for everything. It's a, yes. It's a complete manual uh, for life. Wow. So sorry. Um, that was beautiful. Don't apologize. Peggy says, amen. Yes. Amen. Um, so get this book. I really, it seems, I know that if you guys were to see where my place mark is, you're saying, wow, you've had that book for a week or so. And that's as far as you've gotten. Well, yes, <laughs> because there's, it's, it's filled with a little bit of study at the end of each chapter. And then it has scripture to go through and other books that reference it. Uh, so you can read a chapter and it'll take you a little bit longer to go through it. Not that I've done everything that it says. You're, you're making me feel jealous that I should be reading and not just listening to a book. Yeah. Well, you're not. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I can, I can't tell you how many times that I thought, you know what? I really got to get this an audible so I, can, <laughs> so I can listen to it and read it at the same time. Yeah. Like I did the Tony Robbins book. I got both the hard copy and the audible and I kind of read and, 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 and listen to it at the same time. It's very helpful. But uh, it's an awesome book. Um, it's a it's it's a great great book. No matter what age you're at, it's it's one of those things that you know it would have been great if I would have had this when I was twenty. Ah, but would you have listened to it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, there was um, uh, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs had his Wednesday night service last night, <clears throat> and um, now I'm not going to be able to repeat the three things that he talked about. Can you help me with that that we just watched? Oh, about how you get rest from God? Get rest from God. Yes, uh, that it, it must be from God. And uh, the two first two being from God were somehow similar, but I can't remember the exact difference between them. Oh, me either. All of a sudden it left me. I had it. Sorry, I got so distracted in the, in the thoughts. I mean, I just watched the video. <laughs> and I was uh, not paying attention. <laughs> this is my comprehension. But what what I what I, just the, the basics for it was a, a kind of to piggyback on what you were talking earlier is that the rest for me now has become and I just want to make sure and bring this to this point is that my rest has become spending time in either a book that uh, is a, a book that's you know brings you closer to God or the book itself that yes. I, I've I've never found rest in the Bible ever in my entire life. Until now, oh, I love that. I've never found rest in reading books that have to do with scripture or disciplines of a godly man, or it, it's, it always seemed like work. Huh? It's like, I got to read. I know I got to read the Bible. Gosh, darn it. I got to get past this Genesis. It's, it's so hard because there's 10,000 names that I can't pronounce oh. in, <laughs> in the beginning. And I can't get past Genesis anytime. I, I always start at the beginning because where do you start a book normally in the, in the beginning? So but it, up until now, up until two years ago, let's say, because I can't go all the way back to when I, you know, when Jesus presented himself in Utah, it still took time for me to get to this place where now I find my rest. I find my rest in spending time with God in the Bible. That's that beautiful. never happened before. What about you? Around me, what? <laughs> where do you find your rest? The rest you were just talking oh, about. Oh, it's the, the same, the same. But I also... I'm also looking for rest in what God sends. So I have my thought life. Jack talked a lot about this. Like, is your thought life ruining your rest? For the most, for most of us, that's what it is, where I feel like I'm constantly 
thinking about the next task or the next place. I, f- I find it most revealing when I'm with my daughter because she'll randomly say, and she doesn't ask me for much. So she'll randomly say, can we go to CVS or where to go pick up some medicine for her? And I consciously tell myself, this car ride is when you're going to spend time together. Don't look at your phone. Don't, you know, uh, talk, talk to each other, spend time with each other. And when I consciously take that time to realize that this is the moment that God has ordained for us to be present with one another, I appreciate it in such a different way. And that's what I was learning. I was I'm doing a spot on uh, Kalo TV, Hawaii TV, and I was so flipped out by having to do the spot. And the Lord's like, hey, come bring it to me. Bring it to my feet. Let me inspire you and tell you where to go. And it works out so much better that way. It is, and instead of worrying about, well, if I do this now, then am I going to get this other task finished? And just trying to be present in the moment and slowing down. It doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily have to get a lot less done. It becomes a lot more efficient. And you start to appreciate the nuances of your life that God is walking you through. So Jesus spent time to talk to little children. He spent time teaching his disciples, enjoying life, enjoying a meal with his disciples. He spent time healing people. Nobody was too big and nobody was too small. And he spent time scolding the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And all that time, he never compromised, I'm going to die for the sin of man, for death to be conquered. In, in all of those facets of his life, he still remained um, focused on his purpose. Mm. Well, you know, that, that's an important thing. Cause I think that is when, when things can get overwhelming, the first thing I think of, you know, is what God would, what Jesus went through, you know, for the resurrection. Yes. Is that they go, well, that's nothing compared to what he went through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it kind of saves me. Well, uh, and I'm from- also finding um, comfort in the cliche, like where people said, oh, no, are you going to say to me, what would Jesus do? And I literally find myself saying that to myself right now is, okay, what would Jesus do in this moment? You know? Yeah. And because it's literally true. If we're going to apprentice Jesus, then we have to stop and be like, okay, this is really upsetting me or I'm getting all bent out of shape over what? This is nothing. Stop it, you know, and be present and be present with joy. And you know what's what's powerful, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. <laughs> you know, whenever he prefaces it with that, you know he's going to drop a zinger no, about listen. my personal life. No, no, no. It's it's what God has been teaching me. Oh, is that is I there's there's times when I want to say that to you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a, but God is so powerful, and He goes, "Listen, you don't need to say that." I got this. She'll, she knows and she'll learn it from me. And so I, uh, because we we know this, we've, we've shared this early on before. I I don't um, often get overwhelmed by something. It's just very little ever overwhelms you, which works the opposite way too, folks. (laughs) It could be a little annoying. Yes, that's what I mean. It's a wonderful quality <laughs> at times, but... You'll look at my counter and go, dude, do you know that you have this, this, and this to do? I go, yeah, okay. And you go, well, why 
why is it? <laughs> why are you still is, sitting here? Yeah, why is it not bothering you that you have these tasks? I go, because I'll, I'll get them done. I don't know where. Do you not know where? I don't know where I'm going to go. Well, why don't you? And so I can see where that's irritating to you. So it's going to be equally as irritating as if I go to you and say, what are you all worried about? Because <laughs> I know that's not your personality. That's yes. simply put. But God has been so fantastic in 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 coming into my life and, life and saying, you know, here, here is a better way. I, I, I know. Hedia. I got this. I know. Hedia. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this. And all you need to do is hug her and tell you how much you love her. Oh. I don't know if you, if you've seen or noticed that that's where I, I most likely go. Is yes. To, to say, put my hand on your leg that's really all your shoulder, I need. or give you a hug. And even though inside I'm saying, want you know, should I say, it's okay. You know, it's not that big of a deal. No, I don't even say that. Right. It's because God has, has, has been so powerful in our lives. Just sharing um, what is important for you to hear from me. He tells me, give her a hug. Aww. And you don't need to say anything because I got it. I'll, I'll calm her. I love I'll, that. I'll that, calm her. That's um, so, God is so good, right? Yeah. That so is, is that so okay sweet. If I share that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy. I definitely don't need somebody on the sidelines being like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a stress case. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> relax. Oh, God, I hated that. My whole life, people would try to say relax. I was like, don't you say relax to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the worst. You know, and, and what's important about a man and what I was telling my daughter too. I said, and I think you heard my, my discussing this with her as is telling, because she goes, I can't tell her that because then she'll win. That was exactly what you couldn't hear her telling me that, yeah. but that's what you heard me say. I go, Ray, it's not about winning. Yeah. It's not about winning. I'm telling you it, it, the, the bigger picture. Is and you what, win in the end. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they don't, she can't see that kind of way. I love that she's learning this at 14. I was 59. <laughs> <laughs> That's was 59. Not, winning an argument no. does not win the relationship. And it doesn't win the day necessarily. No. It could ruin the day uh, because you're so caught up in winning when, in fact, in the long term, it'll be uh, a big win for the relationship and for what it is that she truly wants. And I go, do you want to prolong <laughs> this thing that you have going right. on that's causing you grief? Or do you want to, do you want to just um, shorten, shorten it up? And, and then we, then uh, it, another thing that I'd never would have done before is go to God or go to Jesus. And yet I can do that with her because now they expect it. It wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be so, it's not so shocking to them that I go to God now yeah and so it's and they go i know god would want me to do this so i want to hit a couple of april's uh, questions here i think the, the first one's very interesting uh and that is uh april asks andy do you think you would have learned leaned or lean sorry lean this deeply into god if you hadn't met hedia and had her become your discipler <laughs> um uh, this may be shocking but um here here's my answer to that question my answer to that question is Yes, I was already leaning into God deeply before we met. And what? 
<laughs> yes. Now, before we met, I was. So you're not going to give our relationship any credit? No. Listen to me. You know what? <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, fine. I was already leaning deeply. I mean, if you, if you, and then April, you knew me, but never in person, but uh, you know, through our um, online relationship as friends. Um, that I'm probably somewhat different than what you remember me being. Not, not, not a lot, but a little bit. But I was already leaning deeply in. And I don't think God would have presented me with Hedia as the, the gift that she is unless I had showed him that I was worthy of having someone oh. in the position that she was at the time. And so um, I think that was my reward for leaning deeply into God. Uh, the only thing that, the, that I can say about having Hedia in my life is just it has just been a, um, a beautiful addition to both of our lives. And I hope that she agrees of iron of how, sharpens iron of how he can show that uh, we are that three twined rope. Yes. And what that means. So one, as an individual, my relationship with God has deepened and I've leaned uh, into him deeply, but now as a, um, in this relationship, he's really shown me what it means to be a godly man and a husband is, um, and it only could have happened if I was already leaning deeply. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely agree because that was the most important criteria I had for a spouse. And it was his criteria. It was the Lord's criteria that I must be, uh, wedded to a spirit filled man. Mm. And we would not have gotten through it. No, (laughs) (laughs) we won't continue to get through it. The beginning wasn't all, it was nice, but it wasn't all smooth. No, we both, uh, in our in our flesh, we just never would have lasted. No, in, in the old us. So that was a really good question, and I appreciate that. But yeah, uh, and Hedia or April says Hedia was your gift reward for leaning into him. She loves that. That's Thank good. you. Uh, you can read this one from April. Show Ray the picture of Jesus with a big teddy bear behind his back while asking the little girl to give him her little teddy bear. It's a powerful photo that speaks a thousand oh, yeah. words, and that's, that's a good one. I may do that. Well, because that's all about the Lord saying, come to you, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, our first inclination is how in the world was Jesus's yoke easy? Well, because he carried it easy. You know, he carried a big teddy bear. He carried the load of humanity because he was able to. And if we realize that if he's carrying all of humanity as God incarnate, he can carry our little teddy bears too. And that's, that's just a very powerful image for all of us to know. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. I think that is a good picture of me to send her. That'd be awesome. Um, wow. So much thoughtful stuff today. You want to go to, we should take more three day breaks. Oh, scripture. We haven't got Hold on, let me uh, put it in. I did it. Oh, did you? Look at mm-hmm. you. Oh, oh no, I didn't do it in the banners. You're right. Uh, All right, let me do this. It's uh, Romans 6, Oops, 1 sorry, through 14. One. Wrong click. There we go. And what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Oh, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we certainly shall be united in him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin may be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not, sin, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to, to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourself as God to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under grace. And one of the questions that uh, this young girl had asked me at the event at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, was, which was about witnessing to Muslims, was that her Muslim friend, who is actually a boy that's courting her, which truly upset me, but <laughs> I had a chance to talk to her after, but he was saying, well, isn't it better? Because she told him, don't you want to go know, you know, our, our, our most powerful uh, witness is, don't you want to know where you go when you die? Don't you want certainty of eternal life? And he said, well, I think it's better, you know, you, you Christians sin as much as you want and you say, oh, Jesus will take care of it. But I think it's better that we be judged by our works so people are forced to be righteous. And I said, well, let me correct you. Nobody can live a life entirely a sin and say they have the Holy Spirit. And so it, that notion that a Christian lives steeped in sin and debauchery and is still going to heaven is a person that has not received the Holy Spirit. Because this is what uh, Paul is describing here is that we're no longer a slave to sin because we have a new life. We still fight sin. As Jack said last night, it's, it's me and the Holy Spirit against the old Jack. So it's Hedia and the Holy Spirit against the old Hedia. And sometimes we fail at it and sometimes we backslide, but there's always the voice of God in us going like, oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, you don't want to do that. When there is, when he talks about first Corinthians 10, that there is no temptation that God did not provide a way of escape. It's temptations we get ourselves into in our flesh, but God provides a way of escape. We don't always listen to it, but for the most part, a life that's filled with the life of Christ can no longer live a life enslaved in sin. So it is, uh, it's a misunderstanding. And, and that's something I saw a lot in uh, when I was a Muslim was that people coming out of Christianity into Islam saying it was just a, it was an abusive life. I was leading a very uh, sin-filled life, and so was my family, and so were my friends. And therefore, I came to Islam for discipline because Christian Christianity doesn't offer that. Uh, and now, ugh, I wish I had my hands on some of those people. I'd be like, that's absolutely not true. I don't know what Christianity somebody taught you, if if any at all. But Jesus does not tell us to let sin abound so that grace can operate. Absolutely not.
you know, work without a relationship doesn't make the relationship stronger. If you're just working, like I was at uh, your blender friends church where I was, you know, going to all the barbecues and helping do a bunch of stuff and leading these work. I was doing work right. without the relationship with God. <clears throat> Sometimes work can also uh, build resentment and anger. Like I'm working on, I'm working, I'm getting nothing out of it. I keep working. I keep doing these things. Well, I that's keep... where I think people come up with church hurt yeah. too. Yeah. They abused my time and my energy and I got nothing. But then if you have a relationship with what it is that you are doing, your relationship with God and you have a relationship with, um, uh, with purpose, then you end up not working, but doing what you love. Yes. And you're doing it out of love. So that means that, you know, it's like uh, having a job like mine, you know, uh, with training with dogs. I loved working with dogs. I love doing what I was doing. So I was, I was doing what I loved and making money from it. <laughs> and it, and, and, and there's quite often it didn't seem like work. Exactly. See, so that relationship is so important that doing something that you love and if you love God, then doing things for God is not work. Well, and also assuming that all of the work that comes at you, like, for example, with the TV spot, I was under the impression I had to do this every week. And I was thinking to myself, oh, goodness, how am I going to pile that on top of everything else? And it was, we have to realize even in ministry, all of us that are in, uh, all of us are in ministry, first of all, as long as we're spirit-filled Christians, is that being of service must be tempered with the balance and the rest that the Lord prescribes. So we're not supposed to take on 80 jobs at the church. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is something we end up putting on ourselves because we don't know how to balance a life work rest. And knowing that some things that are put in our path um, may not be from God, though they may look like they're from God. Peggy right. asks, um, Sorry, it's just the first one. Spiritual said, uh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, good. Just curious, have you ever looked at Plugged in online from Focus on the Family before seeing a movie? It's a great resource. You probably should do that. <laughs> She's probably telling you that Elvis is not a good movie to see. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very sweet way of saying that, Peggy. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, it's important to before we do. Oh, all right. Let's check that out. See what it says. And then if it's bad, then if we go, then we won't report on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good resource. Uh, and we got to check that out. It's probably also important to check that out before we take the kids to move, especially. Yes. And we, um, you know. You're pretty, you're pretty good about that. Yeah, that is true. Like, I'm not going to take them to the next. Uh, um, oh, gosh, I forget. It's a Disney movie that, that they, they let out a little bit of it. Oh, and, yeah. And I remember that, hearing about that, but they had same-sex couples in it. Yeah, and uh, there's a, they, they think it's maybe a transgender, talking about tampons, which one he prefers, even though she's a he. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no, but it's in a Disney movie. Like, what? It's a Disney movie. Right. When did this all become part of a Disney movie? Uh, Peggy says. <laughs> yes, it is, and I'm not saying you shouldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be good. I know it's so funny now. I'm just going to, and then we got to get going. But um, I even find myself, so on a plane, I'm watching movies. And this would never have happened really before, is that I find myself fast forwarding through movies oh, in, the, in, the, in, the, so in, the, in the sex scenes. 
especially when you're wearing a shirt that says in God oh, we trust exactly. you, you can't be sitting there going oh look at that <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But I find myself as soon as I see it happening, and then I just drag the finger till I get past it, and then watch yeah. those and like you know, I, I know what's happening. Aww. Oh, they made love. You never okay. ever would have done that. No, no. I you, love that. Would, I, uh, That's God for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's God for sure. Oh, how cool is that? But I went to I took my daughter to see Jurassic Park, and I was just so happy. I was I thought to myself, because she normally drags me to horror movies, and I thought to myself, wow, this is so nice that I'm taking her to this like happy-go-lucky movie about like animals and it was it was awesome all right um you should probably tell them about this uh, app that's called edify well it's the edify christian podcast network and our shows on the platform if you subscribe would be fantastic we're looking for um sponsors for the show and so the the creators of the um, network have asked us to increase our membership it would truly bless us so all you gotta do is subscribe and we'd be really really grateful edifi dot app dot app all right my friends we love you guys thank you all that uh, participated and commented we appreciate you and um, we will see you on the next one god, god bless. bless take care